There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. On today's Smart 7, Rishi puts his foot in it again, ceasefire hopes fade in Gaza, and much more. It's Thursday, 8th of February. It's National Kite Flying Day, and happy birthday, John Williams. The Smart 7. It's news, but not the news. Rishi Sunak was at it again on Wednesday as he found himself in hot water over a remark that appeared to be a joke during Prime Minister's question time. It's the second time this week that he's put his foot in it and pressure is mounting for a formal apology for his misstep on Wednesday. The mother of murdered transgender teen Brianna Jai was in the House of Commons on Wednesday. She'd come to attend a debate on mindfulness in schools organised by her local MP. Rishi was busy attacking Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer over policy U-turns when he threw in a line about transgender people. It's a bit rich, Mr Speaker, to hear about promises from someone who's broken every single promise he was elected on. Second referendums, defining a woman. The list goes on, but the theme is the same, Mr Speaker. It's empty words and absolutely no plan. Brianna's father has called on the PM to apologise, describing his remarks as absolutely dehumanising, but Number 10 has refused to do so, saying it was legitimate to question the Labour leader's position. Starmer sounded genuinely shocked by the jibe, and he later met with Esther Jai. Of all the weeks to say that, when Brianna's mother is in this chamber, shame parading as a man of integrity when he's got absolutely no responsibility. The government has been struggling to cope with another crisis in the NHS. This time it's dentistry, that is, at breaking point. A queue in Bristol that stretched to over 200 people went viral on Monday as police had to be called because of the numbers hoping to get an appointment at a newly opened NHS practice. The government is promising a new bonus scheme which would see dentists paid up to £20,000 for setting up in underserved areas. But with 9 out of 10 NHS dentists not taking new patients, Simon Chard, president of the British Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry, says the dental system is on the edge of collapse. The government needs to be focusing more on prevention. The number one cause of children going to hospital is dental decay. And from what I've seen of the latest move, it's plastering up a system that's just not working and needs complete reform. Social media has been full of stories of people having to remove their own teeth with pliers, but Health Secretary Victoria Actins wasn't sounding particularly sympathetic. Dentists are private contractors, so we encourage every dentist uh, to take up an NHS contract, but I can't force them to do so. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is ensure that those dentists who already do NHS work, we are making it more attractive for them to do even more NHS work. There had been some low-key optimism in the international community on Wednesday that there might be a prospect of a long-term ceasefire in Gaza. US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has been busy with meetings across the region and Hamas delivered a response to the draft peace proposal, which suggested that all hostages could be released over a 135-day period. 
In return, they were looking for the release of Palestinian prisoners, including senior militants, and a path to the end of the war. However, if that was a negotiating position, it didn't work, as Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu flatly rejected the proposal and announced Israel's intention to begin military operations in Rafah, where the majority of Palestinians are sheltering. I would like to emphasize once again. There is no solution other than a complete and decisive victory, because otherwise it is just a matter of time before the next massacre, and the access of terror from Iran will continue. So only by destroying Hamas will we have security for the State of Israel. Wednesday evening saw the carefully crafted bipartisan immigration bill finally collapse as it failed to reach a 60-vote majority in the US Senate. The bill, which had taken weeks of negotiations and provided resources and reform for US immigration, along with funding for Israel and Ukraine, was deliberately sabotaged by Republicans loyal to Donald Trump. Speaker Mike Johnson had made it clear the bill would not be put to a vote in Congress, although his grip on the House after just over 100 days looks very shaky. He saw two bills rejected in Congress on Tuesday, one a standalone bill for Israel, the other an attempt to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Former Democrat Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who never lost a floor vote, says he's not doing it right. I always say to my colleagues, uh, now the Republicans in the leadership, don't bring a bill to the floor unless you know you have the votes. And in order to know you have the votes, you have to have some in your pocket. Still to come on today's Smart 7 FA Cup relief for Chelsea and Jeremy Clarkson gets a sand job right after this. Welcome back. The final two games of the FA Cup fourth round replays took place on Wednesday night. Bristol City were hoping to knock out Premier League side Nottingham Forest and get the chance to meet Manchester United in the fifth round, but it wasn't to be. The game went to extra time and penalties, which Forest won 5-3. The other clash was an all-Premier League affair, as under pressure Chelsea faced Aston Villa, who sit fourth in the table. Chelsea made it look easy with a 3-1 win that will relieve some pressure on manager Mauricio Pochettino. It was one of the best, or maybe the best, you know, performance of the, of the season. Arriving at a very good moment for us and yeah, so happy with the performance and in the way that the player enjoy, you know, playing football, that is that pleased them the most. Michael Ball is celebrating 40 years in show business this year. He started as a West End star in Les Miserables and went on to Broadway and chart success. Along the way, he also represented the UK at the Eurovision, won two Olivier Awards, picked up an OBE and does a bit of presenting on the telly and radio too. So with a CV like that, it's not surprising that on occasion, his memory lets him down as he explained on, I think it's called Good Morning Britain. You work in a company together and you are so close, you're so yeah. tight and you love each other. And then six months later, to you going on earth. <laughs> this is why everyone we're called lovies and darlings. It's because you can't remember because the name. Remember the Darling, name. Darling, how marvelous! You, again. you look fabulous. <laughs> If you like watching three older men having the time of their lives on a road trip, boy, do I have a show for you. Amazon Prime's Grand Tour was when it launched in 2016, a blessed escape for Jeremy Clarkson and the Top Gear team as he was ejected from the BBC. And for the last seven years, he, Richard Hammond and James May have more or less been making the same show on much bigger budgets. Their second last episode of The Grand Tour, called Sand Job, drops on February 16th and it's got all the classic elements as the trio tackle the Paris-Dakar rally route. You have driven across deserts in the past, but this is the big one. This is the Sahara. You are currently in a foreign office red zone. 
So behave yourselves. Shit. Jesus. Bloody hell. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, we'll...